Welcome to the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. In this series, produced in partnership with NRF Retail Converge, we're offering event highlights from the five-day virtual conference. Our goal is to bring you a concise summary so you can keep a pulse on leading retail trends. I'm Matt Gardner, joined by my colleagues Rick Wanger, Profil Karanth, and Kristen Howe, all of us part of SAP's retail advisory practice. Stay tuned for insights and takeaways from interviews with top executives from Nordstrom's, DBF, Under Armour, PVH, Wayfair, Dollar General, Levi's, Ralph Lauren, and more. We're finally in our fifth recording here on day five. Kristen, what did you think of the keynote sessions? Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. And I thought maybe I'd start first with the session from Hal Lawton, the CEO of Tractor Supply. Really great year-over-year growth. They certainly made investments in talent, investments in technology. They even launched their first mobile app. They see about 7% of their total sales coming through the new mobile app, but about 75% of the merchandise ordered was actually picked up in stores. It's an interesting pivot into what I thought was most insightful about his session around the store business, because certainly a big part of tractor supply strategy is what they call one tractor. And the stores were really central to the whole execution of that strategy. And certainly tractor supply has been very focused on getting really close to their customers in terms of their lifestyle. As millennials and urbanites moved out into the suburbs, Tractor Supply has seen an increase in customers. They've got about 2,000 stores, and that store experience is really critical to driving customer engagement, increasing the basket size, and ultimately driving more sales. One great example was the new garden centers that they're planning because the biggest feedback points they got from their customers The garden category was very important to them and key to their lifestyle, but it wasn't a category that was carried in a tractor supply store. So it's very interesting to see how tractor supply has created this relationship with customers. They've added a digital component to that relationship, but still are very heavily invested in stores and bringing customers in to really connect to that tractor supply lifestyle. Kristen, that stat of 75% of online orders being picked up in store is mind-blowing. I can see why they're really focused on that experience to drive their business. Profil, you attended a supply chain session that offered an impressive look into Tractor Supply's logistics. Any insights to share from the conversation? If you look at agility, my colleague Randy mentioned on day three, people, process, and technology, that's how they approach this. For Tractor Supply, they talk about putting the customer in the center And then working backwards from a process perspective to five supply chain needs to address. One is the network design. Where should the distribution centers be? What should the operating model be? What is their sourcing strategy? How much should they get from domestic suppliers that has a shorter lead time? What needs to come from international that typically have a longer lead time? What should that network be of their logistics partners, whether it's transportation or distribution and third-party logistics? And then finally, the, the last two are capacity and constraints. How much do you have? How much you don't have? And from a technology perspective, they talked about the focus on demand sensing, looking out one to 24 weeks ahead and planning this like a what-if scenario and run simulations to see what impact would this planning have on product availability in the store. 
people, process, and technology was really critical in, in both executives' minds about maintaining agility. How you do it requires all three of them. People, process, and technology. Thanks, Profil. Another interesting keynote on day five was with DVF and Alibaba. What were some of the major takeaways from that session? Matt, I'd love to jump in on this one because I found the session really interesting. It was Terry Lundgren moderating with Diane von Furstenberg and J. Michael Evans from Alibaba. The focus of their session was how brands understand the Chinese consumer, but then also how Alibaba as a technology platform has become a kind of digital platform and engagement model for big brands and small brands to move into the Chinese market. Starting first with Diane von Furstenberg, she had a great perspective on how at the start of the pandemic, she felt it was important to show some empathy for the Chinese community and to really engage with them through live stream events. And right when the pandemic hit, she was a main driver in helping Shanghai Fashion Week go virtual. If you contrast that with J. Michael Evans from Alibaba, he talked a lot about how the platform is really evolving to digitize every aspect of the retail business from back office to front office. And so they have been very focused on digitizing manufacturing, supply chain, customer engagement, last mile delivery. And it's that digitization of every aspect of the retail business that allowed the brands and retailers on the Alibaba platform to pivot and really be successful in the Chinese market during the pandemic. One great example he gave was that Alibaba looks at the Chinese market and says, let's figure out how to replace a refrigerator because we can actually provide food exactly tailored to what each member of a family needs, delivered in real time, such that a Chinese consumer has no need for even a refrigerator to store their food. So really a very different model to think about grocery shopping as we know it. One other key takeaway from Alibaba, they talked about some of their more recent investments in the luxury goods space. Traditionally, Chinese consumers had always traveled abroad to purchase their luxury goods, but because of investments in their digital platform, Alibaba has been able to create a level of trust and authenticity and engagement with the Chinese consumer that's brought over 300 luxury brands into the platform and created a very different marketplace for them with the Chinese consumer. Thanks, Kristen. I'm a bit in awe of how varied the approach can be depending on the fabric of the community where customers are. Rick, there were a couple of conversations around artificial intelligence. What did you see in those sessions? Matt, it's great to be here on day five. Um, do you hear my dog? Yes. This is going to be a while. <laughs> the reality is every retailer is a technology company. A session I attended really captured my attention today. We all know Levi and Wayfair are both highly visual shopping experiences. Levi's talked about some of the ways that they're using AI. I thought this was really interesting because you don't think about AI in this sense, but creating smarter creativity in go-to market processes like initial design, product development, and smarter commerce resulting in higher margin. I think anytime you're trying to introduce new technologies, you want to think big, start small, scale fast. And both Wayfair and Levi's talked a lot about how they're doing just that. So Rick, it's interesting that you mentioned think big, start small, scale fast, because that really was a similar theme with the session I listened to from the CEO of Nordstrom Rack. 
he talked about how Nordstrom Rack is one of the only off-price brands to really focus on omni-channel. And when the pandemic hit, they had a real advantage and were able to accelerate a lot of their strategy around digital engagement with their customers, using omni-channel tools to really bring inventory and assortments to their customers. The Nordstrom Rack and Nordstrom stores have a real synergy between each other. So they can bring younger consumers who were just entering the fashion space into a Nordstrom Rack, introduce them to new brands, and then that customer will actually find her way into a full-service Nordstrom store to maybe explore that brand even further and continue to find her own style and the fashion that she loves. And maybe just the last takeaway from the session, the omni-channel investments have allowed them to reach customers in markets where they may not have a physical rack store or a physical Nordstrom store. And so being able to really understand these insights and listen to their customers has also been an influence in their real estate strategy and where they ultimately will be able to open new stores in new communities that they haven't traditionally served. Well, I want to actually add on to that. Mark Mastronardi, Macy's chief stores officer, had a session where he really outlined Macy's digital strategy. And it's all about flexibility and agility, supply chain being a key component of it. And much to what you just mentioned, it's going to where our customer is and being truly an omni-channel retailer. The difference between using stores that are open as fulfillment centers versus closed as fulfillment centers and what they've learned around how to efficiently fulfill these orders in that environment. And they're doing everything to even rethinking size of store, location of stores, and moving closer to the customer, which I know has sustainability impacts. Profil, anything to add to that? Yeah, actually, sustainability in supply chain really is end-to-end. It happens in multiple areas. If you can digitize the way you sample those products before they become uh, mass production, it not only improves the speed to market, but has a tendency to reduce waste. The second part is, as you move from design and you're moving closer to the consumer, you're allowing the supply chain to co-locate products or on-demand manufacturing, which also has a sustainability impact. Then you come into the delivery part. If you can optimize your last mile delivery, if you can consolidate your orders, if you can optimize the way you get the product from a store of Medici, that has a tendency to reduce carbon footprint. And then finally, the biggest pain in retail supply chain is reverse logistics. And that's an area that, as one of the COOs talked about, is it's non-negotiable and retailers have to figure it out to be easy and to be cost-effective. And returns are going to increase, especially in the apparel industry, where the resale market is going to increase. So really, sustainability and the impact of supply chain on sustainability happens all the way from designing a product to delivering that. Thanks, Profil. We've covered a lot of topics over these five days, and this is probably a great moment to transition to overall themes. As we did on day four, we're asking each of our experts to share what they felt was the most common elements across all five days of the event. Kristen, why don't we start with you? Thanks, Matt. I think there were three things that really stood out for me, and I would sum it up as data, stores, and talent. Because across the sessions, we've seen that retailers are getting smarter about how they use data, where they get that data from, and ultimately what actions they take from that data. 
And the second point on stores, we're seeing retailers walk the walk when it comes to making the stores fulfillment centers, experience centers, getting a lot more creative with where to put those stores, how to manage their real estate and all the different activities, and then extended from those four walls into their omni-channel strategies. And last I'd say is talent. This is really what makes it all come together. Every retailer out there is looking to find more diverse talent. They're looking for talent in unusual places. And a lot of digital tools are really opening up the world of where retailers can find the people they need in the roles that obviously are evolving and changing to meet the needs of their consumers. Thanks, Kristen. Profil, how about you? A couple of additional topics that I found common across the five days was they have to move the supply chain closer to the consumer. Another theme, this concept of putting the customer experience at the center of everything. I know we've heard that before, but what was interesting to see CIOs and chief supply chain officers and chief merchants talking the same way of designing IT implementation around how does it impact customer experience. Profil and Kristen, as always, excellent points. I would add an overall sense of optimism. People returning to stores, pent-up demands, the importance of stores in overall supply chain strategies, the importance of technology. It's becoming clear to me that these retailers are not just retailers, they are truly technology companies. And then the people component, a focus on a diverse and inclusive workforce, one that is creating a culture of belonging as part of the retail organization. They're listening, they're acting, and they're being transparent on their goals. So overall optimism, a return of the stores, technology playing a key role, and then the importance of talent and people. Thanks, Kristen, Proffel, and Rick for sharing your insights on the podcast. Thanks, Matt. I look forward to broadcasting from New York next year. Likewise, same thing here. Hey, Matt, thanks for hosting this year and look forward to doing it again soon. We've attended the top sessions from the NRF Retail Converge event, unpacking insights with top retail experts. Though the event has completed, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform to continue getting the latest retail insights and visit us at sap.com retail. Thanks so much for tuning in and we look forward to sharing with you again in the future.